0: It's the franchise's 25th year in the Valley, Manoj. How about that? That is Crespin, a long 25 time. years. It doesn't seem like that long. I do remember, like just like yesterday, we're out there at the uh, Native New Yorker, or was it now? It's called Native Growing Wings. Yeah. With all the people petitioning, trying to keep the team here. Yes. And, and I'm fighting oh, with the, I'm fighting with the writers and the, the TV, radio guys from the Globe and Mail and uh, the Winnipeg. <laughs> newspaper because they wanted to take our team. Yes, they did. And you didn't take it too no, far. No, <sighs> no, no, right? Sure. Mike Gross, where you at, buddy? I Where's my buddy Mike Gross? And, and I'm fighting the reporters, one particular reporter I don't care for too much, basically just wanted, to, wanted the Yotes to leave. I'm sure, like, yes why would did. you be a, a scribe in this town and want a professional team to leave? Oh, you just let them go. We don't need them. We shut the There was a door. radio
1: host that wanted the same thing as well, too, that I could not believe, a, a sports talk radio host. Which, uh, is he still on the air? Uh, yes, he is. Wow. And uh, to this day, I used to talk to him and say, why would you encourage Want? Well, you know, they're just – I said, no, it's it's a pro franchise that is finally here. We've got from the Roadrunners to
0: the Coyotes to all the above. And, and just to me, it was just it was nuts for everybody to want a team to lead. Well, joining us now here in person at had a former Coyotes assistant coach for over twenty years, Steve Peters, my neighbor, and and Steve, first, thanks for coming down. And uh, I, can you do me a favor? Yes. Uh, you know Thursday's recycling day. Can you bring <laughs> in my uh, my uh, my garbage can? It is because I'm not going to get home until wow. late, and I don't want to get. I've I've gotten written up so many times.
2: It's your recycling and your dog. <laughs>
0: Okay, <laughs> the I'm so glad the you went there, Steve. I've heard for about eight years <laughs> oh now gosh. about the the dogs, the dog. and I've met the dogs, and I love they're great. They're so much fun. Apparently, they bark a little bit.
2: Well, a little bit. We're down to one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh I it know. just I kidding. I know, us. but yeah.
2: he does know how to unlock the gate. So once in a while. As a good neighbor, we're corralling the dog and putting him back in yard because he does have an unbelievably busy schedule. Busy guy.
0: Yes. Okay, if you're going to go there.
2: No, it's true. This
0: is a guy that walks his little, tiny, little cat around the neighborhood.
2: You got a mall cat? Okay, it's not a cat, but it, it's a little, tiny dog. <laughs> and it's my wife, but I. you're right. I have a little more free time now, mm-hmm. so I'm out walking the dog a lot, trying to stay healthy. You're, you're
0: catching up for 23
2: years I know. Of, of
0: working for the Yotes.
2: I tell you what, I have gained, like, I shouldn't say this, the stress level has gone down so much. I've gained weight. I'm healthier than I've ever been. No more pain in my neck. Like, this is, Hey. I'd rather be working. you kind of like this. This is okay. <laughs> well, Take a we, deep breath and relax.
0: We got you here, and I, I want to get your thoughts. The hockey season underway yesterday, and, and just from what you saw in some of the, the games that were on last night, the style of play. Where is it here? You know uh, this uh, the, here in January.
2: Well, you know what? For a, for a hockey fan, this is exciting because what you're going to see this year and we talk about we'll talk about the divisions a little more but you're going to see rivalries really play out here you're going to see teams that that play each other 8 to 10 times in a season mm-hmm. and and that familiarity is going to but it's going to breed some contempt, and there's going to be some unbelievable rivalries, especially in the Coyotes' division. And, and
0: I think it might feel like a sprint. Remember how baseball felt last yes, year? Yes, you yeah. know, Sixty it, games, It's, it's going to feel a like a, Yeah, it's going to feel like a sprint. Like every game means just a little bit more. And
2: what they didn't get, they didn't get a preseason this year. Yeah. And and, and you know, in sports, you need that to jumble your lines. Or what do you have? And every team goes into a, a training camp. These are our. This is our top line. Well, you play two or three training training camp games, and that changes. Yeah. You don't have that, so I think you know. For teams like the Coyotes, they made a lot of changes. and They haven't played. They haven't had a chance to work their power play or penalty kill live. Um, it's going to be a challenge. But that's, it's league-wide. It's a challenge to me.
0: So, Steve, when you look at no preseason games, is there a number from your experience that you can put on and say, okay, through 10 games, you know what you got? When When will you know what you got? This is unprecedented. Not having what you have or what you don't have.
2: It is ten, and we always look at that ten game mark as a big deal. But ten games last year in an eighty two game season Mm -hmm. is ten percent of the season. Ten games this year is twenty percent of your season. So you better find out quick what you have and what you don't have. Um, And and really, you watched the games last night, and you saw teams that are, are highly skilled teams. And what comes last in these things? is defense and penalty killing and the things that require more structure. Guys spend their summer, you know, and we call it summer hockey for a reason. They have fun. They're looking to score goals. They're, you know, no one's hitting, no one's defending. And when you start a season that quickly – Defense doesn't; they're not gelling yet as a team defense. And so, this this game's last night. There were some structure plays. It was it was wild. You're going to see some five three, some you know seven five games. I don't think that's going to be uncommon in these first few days. So, I don't want to jump to the Coyotes.
0: We'll dive into that. But defense has been uh, is one of the areas that they've had they've been strong. Sure. So this could be a blessing.
2: Absolutely. And I think you see teams you know from the from the goal out. The, the Cowboys have prided themselves on defense. Yeah. You know, Rick it has been part of their mantra, that's how we're going to win. And I think what you'll see in this early five games to start. Whoever finds that system play in their defense and their goaltending quickest will get out to that lead and you cannot get behind. You can't start 1-4, and 1-5, and 1-6. You can't. Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's no way to battle back, especially every game you play is within your division. So you're going head-to-head with the Kings, the Ducks, the Sharks every single night. That's two points you're not getting. You know, when you played Boston in the East and you lost, okay, you lost two points to an Eastern team and it didn't affect your standings as much. Literally every game is in your division. Those games are more important every single night. So I think whoever gets off to the quickest start has the best chance.
1: Do you see closer races with these teams playing each other so many amount of time versus going to another division and getting a couple, two, three wins here? When you play each other, more competitive, tighter, but they will be closer races toward the end of the year.
2: I think so. Or you're going to see this, it really separate, the cream rise to the top. And, and there's teams that you just struggle against. And I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter where they are in the standings when you play each other. You struggle with that team. Example, the Coyotes last year in the Minnesota Wild. It was a team that the Coyotes couldn't beat. It didn't matter who was injured, who was playing, if it was home or road. The Coyotes just struggled against the Minnesota Wild. So I think you'll see that league-wide, there's teams that just you have problems with. And if you're playing them ten times, boy, you can really get behind in a hurry. But I think what you're going to see is some really good rivalries. Like The New York teams are going to play each other eight times. Mm-hmm. So look at the travel that the differences are going to be this year. The Coyotes, who traditionally travel more than any team in the league, because they got to go to the East Coast six yeah. times, mm-hmm. they have four or five of their teams within an hour.
1: And on top of that, Steve, with all these teams, to your point, playing each other every other and say you go into New York, you're there four days because you're yeah. going to play three times. Yeah. I mean, that's got to help as far as competition or not flying and getting that rest.
2: Yeah, and I think we, we, the other thing you're going to see with the schedule this year, you're playing those eight teams. There's never going to be a situation where you play L.A. tonight and you right. travel play on a yes. They're trying to limit, you know, with with COVID, they're trying to limit the number of hotels and, and airplane rides that you take. So when you go to a city, you're staying there for a few days, and it shows up right away for the Cavities playing Vegas twice next week, and they'll stay in Vegas for a few days. So their travel is so much easier this year than it was a year ago, and hopefully that helps keep them fresh, keeps them off the injury list. And, and protected. And, correct. And makes for a better Speaking season.
0: Speaking of COVID, I, I was listening to NHL Network this morning, and they were discussing when trades start hidden, And if you're going to make a trade with a team in Canada, they have to wait 14 days in quarantine. So you got to kind of forecast your your schedule. Why would you want to make a trade? Days? Yeah, and I
2: think this is what you saw for the, one of the reasons the, the season is starting so late. All of these logistical things, and, and most of those teams in Canada have their American League teams in the United States. So if you get an injury and Edmonton's team's in California, I need to call up a kid. He can't wait fourteen days to play. Yeah. He's got to play. So I think that it took the league they were hoping to start in December. Yeah. But it just took so long to get these logistics and these details out so you could you know, everybody's got a taxi squad now, so you can fill Mm -hmm. in those roles. And you've you've seen it in Dallas. They have seventeen players out with COVID right now. Seventeen. And you've seen it in college football, you've seen it in basketball, you've seen it in football baseball it's going to happen in hockey it's just a matter of time and how they deal with it once it happens and i think they've they've built enough buffers in the schedule so later on you'll be able to play those teams that you miss and hopefully it, it works out that you can get all your games in but it's going to hit it's going to hit the league, too. It's just inevitable.
0: Wow. Hey, Steve Peters, we're going to come back. We'll, we'll catch up on what's what's trending. And we'll talk about this Coyotes team, the changes. What are the expectations for this season as they get underway tonight uh, with San Jose in town as they are in town? They, they're actually living and playing here because they don't have a home back in, in, in California due to the COVID. So we'll... We'll continue with Steve Peters. We're out here at Wright Toyota. It's Rockmanucci with Cressman Fox Sports nine ten. Bizarre offseason. You got a new general manager. You only had four selections in the uh, in the draft, and one. If you remember the one, they just selected the one one kid, and uh, he had a little bit of a background. They didn't do the background check on him, and had to kind of go the other way there. And now you go into this season, shortened season, fifty six games, a newly re uh divisions, and the expectations. I don't know if they're that high, guys, because we don't know a lot about this team, in my opinion. And we have Steve Peters with us, formerly of uh, the Coyotes for for 23 years, and uh, he's uh, joining us here at Wright Toyota. When you look at this off season, and you know, sadly, you were part of this off season. But let's stick with the ice right now. I mean, we know the ownership, and we can go all we can go crazy on that. But who would you say is the biggest loss that they had?
2: Well, you know, it's hard. Other than yourself. Yeah, well, of course. Absolutely, um, <laughs> Steve Peters. It is. It's hard because when you look at teams, and you, you've got two things going on in the league this year. you got teams that are getting younger and faster, and they're getting rid of their older, more experienced players. So they're saying, oh, we're better because we're younger and faster. Well, the yeah. experienced players have to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the teams that pick those guys up say, well, we're better because we're older and more experienced. So... I think for the Coyotes team, what you're looking at is they lost some of that experience. I mean, you're looking at players like Derek Stepon, Brad Richardson, Carl Soderberg. Um, yeah. they're, they're veteran NHL players. Now, granted, they're getting older, slower, and Rick Tockett style let's play fast. But you're also looking at players that know how to play the game. I mean, Derek Stepan, night in and night out, was a guy that we could rely on in 200 feet of ice to make offensive and defensive play. So he I think he'll be missed. Yeah. Um he went to Ottawa, for those yep. of
0: you that were curious where he went.
2: And, and- and, you know, I, I think, but on the flip side, the guys that are replacing him are guys that are bringing some juice. I mean, they have like Drake Kajula. He's a guy that can play all over the ice, plays hard. Um, he actually plays a little bit bigger than his body allows sometimes. So um, he's going to be fun to watch. So I think that they, they, what they sacrificed on one end, they're going to try to make up with speed and, and excitement. Steve, what is it you're seeing with
1: the young guys coming up? They've got this skill and talent. Is Is it coming from... They're just getting. They're starting at a younger age, or they'd be more incorporated. I mean, you saw it every day, and you just kind of go, "Wow!" So there's got to be a happy medium in there. Experience, speed, talent. But why are they so much more talented? You know, I think
2: it's it's the, the trend of where the game is going now. I mean, it's you don't see the jarring hits and the clutching and grabbing like you did, you know, the 70s, the 80s, even the 90s. The style of play has changed so much. So everything is reliant on speed and speed. So these kids spend so much time skating. And you know what? YouTube and and Snapchat and all these things where you watch, oh, did you see that guy's goal? Did you see what he did? Mm, So guys are getting more creative with their stick play and and how to handle the puck. And I think if you get that at a young age, when you get into the game, you've got a much higher skill level. So you're seeing very exciting players in the league today.
0: Steve, with that said, uh, who are two or three of the, the young guys on this team that have that type of speed?
2: Well, with this team it's interesting and it's it's a time we're talking about young guys and you know you look at a guy like Clayton Keller. Yep. Clayton Keller's not a young guy anymore. Like he he this is a time for Clayton Keller now. Big year. That young guy tags got to go away now. He's a, he's a he's, you know he's a 3-year vet just so coming into his 4th season. He needs to take a step and step forward. I mean the speed on this team it's not necessarily they got really fast guys they play fast team game they move okay. the puck up quickly they get from the defense to the offensive zone quickly as a group more so than they have really quick guys um and i think the addition the addition we talked about drake kajula and derek is going to be interesting because derek brassard's a player that that they just added recently I mean, he brings some of that he's, he's he's on the verge of 900 games in the league so he's an experienced player um and he can play all positions he, he played most of his career at center ice, they've moved him to the wing, but tonight you're going to see him play in the middle again. He's one I'm really excited to see play and see how he fits in with a Rick Tockett-style game because he's, he's gritty, he's, he can get the puck up the ice, and he, he's an experienced, good NHL player. I'm excited to see how him. How
0: about Barrett Hayden? A lot of talk about him. What are your thoughts on him?
2: You know, Barrett Barrett came in with really high expectations, yeah. and I think that's hard for a kid when you get drafted so high and you come in with that high ceiling. Mm-hmm. He's a very cerebral, cerebral, can you say the word? Uh, he's a bright kid, um, and he knows the game really well. He's never going to be a player that's going to uh, shock your socks off. Like He's going to go, oh, wow. He's going to do things right. He's going to distribute the puck. He's going to make people around him better. Um, he'll make good plays. He'll make smart plays. I think you'll develop to see him into a penalty killer. He's smart enough to do that. Um, I think he's going to be a guy that Rick Tockett's is going to respond uh, and need in the defensive zone late in the game. He's going to play in all situations.
1: You know, we had a talk on yesterday. He talked about they did the charts. They did all that. that they were lack of scoring from the slots. Yeah. He said, we got to get there. He said, we absolutely have to get there. So is that going to be a system change, a philosophy change? What's that going to be
2: to get within range to make these scores? You to stick this scoring up? It's it's not a philosophy change. Rick Talk has always... P- preach that since yeah. he's been here. Um, it, it's got to be the players there? to get there. And, okay. and you know, one one guy that we thought as of early this morning was not going to play tonight was Lawson Krause. And as I talked to Coyote fans, one guy up front I want him to watch this season is Lawson Krause. I think he is going to go from a, a guy that's up and down the wing to a guy that's really going to find the next level this year. He's big, he's strong, so. he can find the net. He's one of those guys that's going to be able to find that area in front of the net. And I think he's going to his game is going to take a, a leaps and bounds in the offensive side Because he has that size to get to the net, and I think for them they have to get that mindset to get to the net this year.
0: And we talk about you know the twenty goals a year type player, Connor Garland. No one expected that last year. He had a great year. Uh, is it is it a Dvorak? Who who is it that? And obviously Keller. This team to have some success probably needs three of those type players, right? Because it's not There is no superstar. Maybe Phil Kessel can maybe come back to where he was when he was with Pittsburgh.
2: You know, I think. Phil Kessel is going to be a guy that's going to contribute most on the power play. Sure, you see him get those specialty team goals. The guy they really need to pick up the offense this year is Nick Schmaltz. Um, Uh, I know he led the team in in points last year, but he was had injuries that kept him away from the playoffs, and you really didn't get to see what he could add in that kind of an atmosphere. Okay, he's I mean, pure skill. Nick Schmaltz is a game breaker. Like he 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 can skate. Is he a superstar? I don't know if I'd put him in the superstar. Can he be, kind of, I, mean, mean, when I, I mean, when I say player.
0: that, can he be that superstar?
2: He's a guy that can lead this team in points. Okay, I, a superstar is, I, that's know, a tough moniker for a kid to to Steve, get right now.
0: Steve, one thing we talk about a lot, you know, is an identity. Yeah. Okay, like every team, you know, like the Diamondbacks have failed to have that identity with that particular player. To Suns, they now do with Booker, and and Cardinals, of course, with now Hopkins and, and Murray. The Yotes since Shane Doan. And Jr. and Todd, you know and and, and, and Kachuk, there hasn't been that hasn't been that guy. Yeah. Is there a guy on this team that could wear it could, could uh, you know? I think from, that from a fan's role. perspective,
2: I think it's going to be the guy you mentioned earlier. It's going to be Connor Garland. He's a guy as a fan you can be excited about and happy for when he plays because he works hard. Every time he's on the ice, you've seen the Is goal. He Is he taller than you?
0: Is <laughs> he taller than you? Why you gotta go with the short yeah. chair? Well, I was I was not, gonna throw you under the bus. Oh, so I figured I'd rather throw it with my I neighbor under the bus. Go
2: by the program, whatever it yeah. says. I'm sure it's correct. <laughs> by the way,
1: Steve, we have a booster chair that Sean can. It's allow definitely you. taller than, <laughs> than me. For the, wow, for your wow. Uh, well, chair. Chair.
0: but Steve, I bring that up because because I think we you know as fans we like the underdogs. Yeah. We like the guys that you know are are maybe smaller in that position and they exceed you know expectations.
2: Yeah, he's. He's smaller stature. That's very he's, he's a lot taller when he stands on his wallet. Now do <laughs> Yeah, I
0: just, that always <laughs> takes of That twenty a damn goals, New helps England that.
2: Patriot. Fan. Yeah, I know. Oh. I know.
1: So what? What will or, or what has to happen as far as sacrificing some area to get up to speed, as we talked about a little bit earlier, to get there and and not get behind that? That as fans, we'll probably see these next well, two weeks. Two I tell weeks. you what,
2: this is a tough. The, tough stretch for the Coyotes. They're going to open with two against San Jose. It's a team that hasn't played in 10 months. So, for them to open with San Jose, I think, is a good thing. I think it's going to take San Jose a while to gel. The goaltender hasn't seen game situations for, for nearly a year. So, I think that's going to be tough for San Jose. But then they have four games against Vegas. And I've got Vegas as the top team in this division right now. I know a lot of people are saying Colorado. I really like Vegas. Um, they play Vegas four times, and they need to find a way to get a win there.
0: So, what is, so... From what I see is Vegas, Colorado, St. Louis, and St. Louis. Those are the three. So are all the other teams? The other you know five, five. teams fighting for that last playoff spot.
2: You know you, you, every team right now it, it has the hopes of winning the division. Yeah. But when you look at these teams on paper, those three teams are 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 ahead like they just are experience and talent those three teams are ahead now barring injuries and goaltending those those things can clearly change but it's five teams in my opinion five teams fighting for one spot and the Coyotes have to feel today that they're one of the top two or three for that spot I like Minnesota as well I think they've got a good hockey team and made some moves but but the Coyotes can clearly compete You know, San Jose, Anaheim, LA you've got to look at those teams haven't played in ten months
1: and, and my last question for you Steve is when you look at Tampa Bay being at the top let's say a ten I think a lot of fans want to know where, where would you put the Yotes as of now and in a comparison? If they're the best of the best at number 10, are they at a
2: 4 or 5? In your mind, where are they in that pecking order? You know, you'd like to say they're just above a 5 right now. Yeah, I, I mean, it, you, you made the playoffs, and I think sure. that, that experience was invaluable to some of these kids. And I think that was important in moving forward. I don't know. We'll see if that offense shows up. If they can get some offense, yeah, then then they're then they're above that halfway mark. And they always you always look in your statistics to get past the halfway mark. You know, in the halfway mark and power play and penalty kill and all of these things, and that will bear out over these first few games. But they critically need a good start. Darcy Kemper is going to have to play mm. extremely well these first ten games. Um, will Atlanta's he play all on. ten? Or you I mean with you know, this
0: schedule are they going to? You're going kinda... to have to have
2: two goalies. Every team's going to have two. Yeah, they're going to play. And I'm. I'm predicting with COVID and different, you know, things going on and injuries, you're going to play all three. It's tight. You're going to have three goalies. And this team has three good goaltenders. So I think that's one of their strengths. Again, we talked about their defending, returning six defenders from a year ago and all of their goaltenders. That's their strength, and they need to get their system in place right away. The other thing we didn't talk about that's, that takes a while to get together is gelling a staff. Mm-hmm. And that's a good point. You know, this coaching sure. staff has not worked a bench once. There's no preseason games. There's no – they haven't worked the headsets yet. Who's yeah. going to talk to who? They had a Sean, Jay Verity can, day. appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> who does work the headsets? Yeah. Corey Stillman and, and Jay Verity just joined the staff. and uh, It's it's a dance on the bench. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how quickly they can gel uh, together as a group.
0: Well, Steve, you know what you need to do after this interview. <laughs> You need to open my garage door. Yes, I know. First, put, he's got
1: to catch the is, dog. He yeah, does recycle it,
0: it, Get my recycle bin. I will.
1: Then he's got to walk his mall dog on top of that. <laughs> yes. hey, a, th- mall a mall dog? Oh. mall dog, yeah. I heard that term. Well, Steve, you got to let Rock know the things we do for love. Just do things you just do. I do. I so know, just, he's a
2: great neighbor. But well, he's never home. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that's the good thing about it. <laughs> <Yep>. uh, <laughs> No
1: police cars out front. We've got to go to break. Steve, thank you for coming down. Appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Steve.